Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, Digest and Investors, for another episode. Uh, As usual, I'm joined by our market analyst based out in Sydney, Australia. Josh Gilbert, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Sam. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. I mean, we had a beautifully sunny day yesterday. Today, not so much. It's almost like an orange sky. I think there's some sort of standstorm in in Europe. But other than that, not too bad. How's your How's your day been? Yep, good here. Just come back from from football training. So yeah, good, very good. Thank you. A big game ahead tonight in the football. Talking about football. Massive, massive. I mean, last time last time out, we we lost. I think we both said something around sort of three nil, three one, and I think it was one of those. Uh, so let's get our predictions out of the way. I'm going 2-1 Liverpool. I just can't see my my Arsenal boys getting something. I think you need it a little bit more than us. And I think that will prove telling. What do you reckon? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm just going to we're going we're gonna to nick it 1-0. Just it's going to be an edgy game and we're going to we're going to nick it. What maybe even a 1-0 Salah penalty. Well, he's my captain. Well, he's both our captains on on fantasy, yeah. so we wouldn't mind that yeah. too much. And yeah. a clean sheet Take for that. for our Liverpool defenders. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's get into more important things um, and, and, and tour markets. Um, we've got obviously this is recorded on on a Wednesday as usual. So for those that are listening today um, and are in the UK anyway, six pm is going to be the Federal Reserve meeting. That's an hour earlier than normal for those in the uk due to the clocks have changed but josh is in australia i'm in london time places are all over the place here um but uh, so we've got the, the federal reserve so we can talk about that um we can also talk a little bit about bitcoin which i think has been super interesting i mean it was boosted following the sort of u.s executive order last week amongst other things but we can touch upon that and then we can talk about stock splits so for anyone that's been up to date with markets we'll have been aware following Amazon's recent announcement, but we could talk a little bit about that. How does that sound, Josh? Yep, sounds good. We've had a bit of a pump from crypto today as well. You made major coins up, the whole market's up about sort of three and a half percent today. Sort of came out of nowhere, really. So, yeah, that's interesting. Maybe touch on a few key levels at the end as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like you said, markets are, are up at the moment. I, I guess as well, we should probably put a little disclaimer out that. Yeah, markets are up right now on a Wednesday, but by the end of the day, they could be complete reverse the way this market is at the moment. But I saw, I saw a lot of Chinese stocks. I saw you were, you were mentioning in our in our sort of analyst chat or or whatever we, we've called it. You were you were mentioning overnight some Chinese stocks were doing pretty well. Alibaba, I think, is up twenty percent pre market, which is is great until I realise I'm still down 20% on that particular yeah. investment. Um, but I think the the Chinese central bank said they're going to come out and support you know, or continue to support the economy, which is is, is good. And I guess uh, risk markets have, have liked that. Like you mentioned, NASDAQ, uh, the Dow and the S&P, the FTSE all up over a percent with Bitcoin, just a tiny bit as of now below 40,000, but also up two and a bit percent. Um, but anyway... We finally made our, our way to this March meeting. Um, for those that, that don't know, the, the Federal Reserve of the US Central Bank, and they meet eight times a year scheduled where they can make 
uh, interest rate decisions uh, and give forward guidance. Of course, they can change rates whenever they want. And they did that in in 2020 when they lowered rates during the pandemic. But uh, usually these eight meetings are are where the the business happens. Um, So we're at the second one of the year. Uh, it's really been a big build-up. It's been a bit of a roller coaster for us to to get here in terms of expectations of will we, won't we raise rates, how much buy, etc. But how do you see things uh, at the moment? Yes, yeah, certainly been a roller coaster. I think you, you you hit the nail on the head there. But this could be a difficult one for me to to sort of talk about, really, because by the time people listen to this, I could be either completely right or completely wrong. So yeah, we, I've, um, I've, I think I've I've stitched you up here by asking that that yeah. question because really we should be doing this on like a Friday, and it's so quote I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's all good. good. Luck. I've got this. <laughs> I've got this. Um, but I think, look, the the key thing here is again, I'm going to go out on the limb here. Uh, the you know, the Federal Reserve will almost certainly raise by 25 basis points. Um, you know, Jerome Powell sort of downplayed to Congress the possibility of a 50 basis point hike. Um, so the watch tool today, um, in during my day, was at sort of 98.3 percent for a 25 basis point hike. It's now sort of come down a little bit to 96.3 and the 50 basis points is up to 3.7. So it's still very marginal. Um, But yeah, again, pretty likely we're going to get 25 basis points. But still, the the 50 isn't off the cards, um, which I think Ben mentioned it uh, maybe in last week's podcast. It could sort of of throw a bit of a spanner in the works if that does come in. That could be really unlikely. But... You know, in, inflation is surging. Um, we've got sort of this, you know, uncertainty over the impact of obviously these geopolitical tensions in Ukraine. That complicates, um, you know, arguments for faster tightening. Um, we've also then going to we're going to get the the dot plot to see sort of if the central bank agrees um, with sort of market pricing for seven hikes this year. Then obviously we've had surging oil prices that wouldn't have helped any of the central bankers um but that's obviously we've seen that call off in the last few days which has been good so i think in some cases this could provide some relief that the height the first hike could provide a bit of relief you know we mentioned already that um we are going to see a rate hike so it's not that surprising so i i would be surprised if we see a lot of volatility because basically you if you're a trader or an investor you're pretty much lining up for a 25 basis point hike. If you wait until tomorrow and go, oh my God, they've raised rates by 25 basis points, then you probably haven't been out with markets for a long time. So I doubt it's going to, well, I, I I wouldn't think it's going to have a huge impact on markets, but this could give nervous investors a bit of bit of certainty, a bit of relief. Um, but the risks are ultimately high. Um, we've got Ukraine, stagflation uncertainties, the extraordinary low rate level, um and obviously a huge fed balance sheet as well um so as i said a minute ago we're going to get that sort of dot plot or a new quarterly forecast that could show us as many as five or six more uh sort of 25 basis point hikes this year as well and possibly three or or four in 2023 so a lot could change there from from the last dot plot um but again, you know, this time out, they're, they're facing a lot of unique issues that they didn't have with the last time that the central bankers met. Um, so as I say, a lot has changed, geopolitical tensions, the impact on energy, commodities, food. These are all real life impacts. Um, and I think that's in change the inflationary paradigm um, to, to be significantly worse. And when we see oil over $100 a barrel, that's going to add to inflation in the second half of the year. So all of that is going to make this, you know, the job for central bankers over the next year a really difficult one. But yeah, as I say, bottom line, 25 basis points you know, tonight, tomorrow, whenever it is. Um, and 
as I say, I think markets will react well to it. I can't see markets selling off, you know, in, in on the on the impact of it. Um, you know, I think markets should react pretty well as, as, as I say, sort of relieving that uncertainty. Famous last words. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm, 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 I'm planning to, well, actually I'd be, I'm going to be in Susie Shamba tonight with, um, with some Toro clients. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully a few of you have listened to this before we meet and you can mention, I was listening to your podcast earlier, um, but I, I'm expecting to see a, a dovish hike is, is what I'm expecting. But uh, yeah, I think of, and I was just reading earlier of all the sort of interest rate rises this year. Um, I think uh, you've only really got China that's sort of cutting cutting rates globally, which is just a complete opposite end. And, and we mentioned just before about how China said they're going to support the market. So you know, Chinese equities, Chinese tech sector has been battered recently. But have we just seen the low? That is a question maybe for next week's podcast that we can talk mm. about. Uh, but yeah, I guess the, the rate hike today removes a little bit of uncertainty and then maybe we can then get a rally from here. But the Fed are going to mention the geopolitical te- um, tensions and, and, and that's going to be part of, of their, the press conference and, and questions to Jerome Powell, I am sure. Um, next up, let, let, let's, let's talk crypto before we go through to talk um, stock splits. So it's had a couple of standout days in the last couple of weeks. One, I think, was two Mondays ago, sort of the beginning of, of March, it jumped, you know, almost double digit percentage, I think, just off the top of my head. Um, and some people were saying, oh, that's down to uh, sort of Bitcoin being this alternative currency that no one can put sanctions on, you know, Russia, Ukraine, buying crypto, their donations, all of these kind of stuff. Um, and then obviously last week we had the, the US Treasury leak. I'm putting that in inverted commas because you don't just leak so you know it was done on purpose i think anyway yeah, of course um but that sort of looked more favorably on this sort of crypto regulation or that was my sort of view on it and the, and the markets i guess as well but what are your what are your thoughts on on that at the moment i actually think you know just looking at the the chart on bitcoin here i, th- I think crypto has reacted actually really well over mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks especially when we've had a lot of these sort of geopolitical tensions going off and as you say the hang saying is quite has stable really isn't it yeah um look i mean stable for crypto i think right? it's, <laughs> yes. it's been it's been pretty range bound i think you know looking here's you know start of feb 36 thousand was where we sort of started feb and now we're around forty thousand. been as high as forty four thousand. been as low as thirty four thousand. so yes there's been volatility at times but i i did actually think we would see a little bit more you know weakness in this i thought we would see a bit more downside i thought um when this sort of war started to break out that we would start to test the lows that we've seen so far this year around that sort of thirty three thousand level but we haven't um but yeah coming back to sort of obviously the the biden order you know the statement that came through was pretty reassuring wasn't sort of too aggressive you know they said they want to lead in innovation which is obviously big and i think that's why we've sort of seen that price action over sort of the last day and of course that sort of coupled with the relief rally that we've sort of seen in markets as well has definitely helped um you know away from obviously the fed here in australia we had the rba so obviously our central bank last year they were sort of talking about crypto assets as the future of payments very similar sort of wording um that, that sort of the, the um, biden has sort of put through um their comments were that they're working on the future of payments and that's going to be a high priority uh for the rba in coming years so again very positive so for me i think now we're at a stage where every government is competing to see who will become this sort of leader in the new digital financial system no one wants to get left behind and that's why we've seen this order from biden obviously of course they want to uh help 
you know protect investors which you know absolutely we we support that 100 percent. but of course they they're not going to want to get left behind um and i think that what's important here is is how they do it effectively and that's the key word that's that's effectively you know, how can you regulate a crypto like bitcoin which is decentralized um crypto as you said sam has no borders there's no need for sort of international cooperation consultation or anything like that um it's it, it lives by itself ultimately and that's that's important you know bitcoin grew out of a desire to decentralize finance and crypto more broadly has sort of developed even further to increase transparency and accessibility across a range of sectors and we've seen that as you mentioned with the sort of russia ukraine situation those donations going to ukraine you know that's fantastic this is a real life use case that people can see it's not just an investable asset and that's fantastic the, the fact that we can help people in need at times like this through crypto um, you know, it is amazing because what would we, what would those sort of citizens be doing at this time? Um, you know, it's breaking down barriers, increasing access to information, products, services. And I think that's going to remain really important and a real key value for the crypto industry moving forward. That was the purpose it was developed for. Um, and I think this will enhance processes at every level across multiple sectors. And if we can find a way to sort of build and, and put together a traditional financial system with sort of what's coming through in crypto as a new financial system and put that together, I think in the future we can have a, a really powerful financial system moving forward. But it's, it's how we integrate that and that's going to be difficult. Yeah, no, for, for, for sure. And and just speaking on crypto, it's, it's likely to to move tonight as well following following the fed one way or another if, if risk markets in general react positively maybe it is that dovish hike that we talked about earlier then you can imagine bitcoin might have a bit of a, a relief rally too but i'm when with you the fact that it's been pretty stable through through everything to me or well relatively stable through the last few weeks has, has been seen as a bit of a positive i guess the the technical analyst in me is, is still eyeing that 45k and if we don't get above that we're not going higher um, so that's a real sort of key point to, to keep a watch on. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how the, the week unfolds. Um, the, the, the final subject for, for us this week uh, is stock split. So we saw last week Amazon announce one and the initial market reaction was, was pretty positive. It, it gapped higher post-market, aftermarket hours and general feel was, okay, yeah, good. I mean, not everyone was, was saying that. I mean, nothing's changed. The fundamentals haven't changed. Why it's gone higher, blah, blah, blah zero hedge etc we're, we're tweeting that very quickly uh but it'd be good to to give our wonderful listeners uh, some insight on you know what a, a stock split is and, and a little bit of context around them yeah well i think everyone was looking at amazon for a long time for a split you know especially yeah. with uh, that price around i think it's only two and a half grand now um so it's their first split since 1999 um and as i say that sort of two and a half thousand dollar price now will bring it down to around about 140 uh, 150 bucks um that 20 to 1 split so as you said stock splits change nothing about the fundamentals of a stock um the splits are simply a psychological factor for retail investors buying assets um you know a stock priced at a thousand or a hundred bucks compared to two and a half grand is is more attractive to, to retail investors i think fractional share trading is now obviously a huge part of investing we obviously have that at eToro you know being able to invest from as little as ten dollars but the price of a stock can still play, you know, a psychological factor, um, you know, and you'll know that, Sam, obviously, and the trade is listing, you know, psych psychological factors are a huge part of investing. Um, and often investors will feel that a stock with a lower share price is more gross potential than the one with a higher price. Um, you know, sometimes I look at the Apple share price, even though I've been doing this for 
many many years and i think what's oh, a bargain <laughs> uh, look at look at apple it's a bargain at 100 150 bucks or whatever it is but um but one of the many reasons that i think amazon is is looking to to do this split as i think it could be maybe eyeing a move into the dow jones um same with google possibly that's why they're looking at these splits maybe maybe not but for the dow uh share price that they, they matter because it's it's how the index is weighted um so apple's position dropped in the dow by about three percent after its four to one stock split even though its market capitalization didn't budge so um maybe that's what they're eyeing up there and again it was a really successful um split for apple and tesla they did that in 2020 um, and both were sort of super successful then again similar reactions from the market um, sort of drove higher the stocks were, were sort of got bid up then around that time as well but it, it's crazy but people you know would psychologically like to own one share as well you know that they, they will think that amazon is, is cheap uh you know 150 bucks and uh, you know definitely from a retail investor standpoint people would prefer to own amazon at 150 bucks than two and a half grand there's no doubt about that because they can own one share rather than you know a portion of a share it's it's without a doubt so yeah and look amazon has ultimately underperformed the big tech names so far um within the last year really sort of underperformed as well again meta is probably the standout is the biggest one but amazon is is up there as as an underperformer as well um but on top of the stock split they also announced a 10 billion dollar buyback program um you know sort of really flexing its its balance sheet there but i think that that demonstrates to investors that you know they feel they're in a great position has plenty of capital you know buybacks can have several benefits to a stock's price you know not only can it reduce obviously the supply of shares on the open market but it also means that often the company feels that its shares are undervalued at current levels so that's why they're buying it um and they obviously feel that investment into their own stock is is maybe better than you know m a activity or going out and um you know doing anything else so you know as i say amazon significantly underperformed but maybe this split and buyback program should could sort of offer it a bit of momentum in the short term i think it has done that like you say it's rallied up to about two and a half grand uh so maybe it's just exactly what it needs but yeah nothing changing from a fundamental perspective but psychological it's huge and psychology in, in investing and trading is is massive so yeah i think it's a good thing i think we'll see it happen more uh over the, the few years uh, the upcoming years but yeah i think it's a, a good decision to to do it and that little spike high was was justified i mean it filled the gap probably for other reasons you know market sentiment but just having a look at, at a few markets i've got the s&p up and as you mentioned at the beginning markets have had quite a, a good start to the day and we also said little disclaimer they could be on the lows of the day by the end of it because of the fed but um if let's just say we close the Fed happens and we close where we are now for the S&P and uh, just let me look at the, the Toro platform with, with trading at 43.14. I would look at that technically and I'd say, you know what? We've seen the low of the year. Mm. I would look at it and feel comfortable saying that. Now, look, when I would make a call like that, one, it's not investment advice. And two, if it goes below, you know, four, four, two, eight, seven, I'd probably feel way less comfortable in that decision. Um, so I probably take that off, but from where it's trading right now and things can change and it's all about the daily close for me. Right. But I feel pretty comfortable, you know, we're above the October, 2021 lows. We yesterday, you know, closed below there at back end of, of February, beginning of March, and that led to further downside, but we're now back above it. So psychologically, I think that's pretty important. I'm looking elsewhere. The NASDAQ probably needs to go a little bit higher for me to be more comfortable in, in saying that. And I'll be looking more at sort of 
in and around uh, just below the 14,000 mark, probably, I mean, maybe even up to 13,900. But yeah, S&P, I, I like the look of it. I think we've, we've found the bottom technically. What's going to move this market is going to be the the fundamental change, which could happen today. Absolutely could. And then, of course, eyes on you know geopolitical tensions too. But I like the look of it. I like the look of it as 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 we sort of are, are viewing things right now. But things can things can change. Um, are you? So what what time will it be? You'll you'll wake up and uh, and and know what the Fed have done. Or so what time will that be for yeah. you? I'll wake up and it'll be it'll be done. I'll just be, be reacting done. to markets. Yeah, as Aussies will just be waking up and either seeing our portfolios up or down. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look, we, he's the most powerful man in the world, definitely today. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, you know. But I think also, of, you know, following on from the Asian trade today, the Hang Seng was up nine percent. So yeah. I mean, that's massive. going to give it. Yeah, it's huge. That's a massive day. Um, that's going to give a nice little lead in from you know, the, the, the US markets as well. So even if we go in, you know, positive, it's going to have to be a pretty hawkish comp, some really hawkish yeah. comments, I think, from from Jerome Powell to really send this market lower. You know, Nasdaq up 1.8%, um, S&P up 1.2%, Euro stocks up 36 DAX up 3.4%. So yeah, it's going to have to be a really hawkish, you know, Fed to, to sort of send these markets lower. So Yeah, I mean, for, for anyone who wants to look at an, a, a fascinating chart, look at that Hang Seng just over the last sort of few days. It's been red, 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 and then yeah, an 8 9% <laughs> today, which is, you know, for a lot of people that have been super frustrated with those markets, but they're now potentially looking a little bit better. But things can change with a headline as they literally just did uh we'll wrap it there we'll wrap it there thanks josh as always for for tuning in for those that are still listening please do rate us whether that be on apple amazon spotify it helps massively uh with with getting guests on and, and getting us out there just the way the algo works way beyond my pay grade thinking of all that stuff but uh you can also head to the toro academy podcast guides videos webinars all sorts on there for you uh, but josh thank you very much as usual no, thank you, Sam, and uh, happy FOMC day to everyone, and uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you, guys. Take care. Have a good rest of your day. You've been listening to Digest and Invest from eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com. <laughs>